Welcome to Finding Freedom with Inspire Wellness. I'm Gemma, a body image and food freedom coach, anti-diet advocate, and your ultimate hype girl. I'm here to empower you with inspiration, education, and motivation so that you can start living as your happiest and healthiest self, whatever that means to you. I spent years struggling with food, my body, and my mental health until I finally found freedom. Now I'm on a mission to make sure that nobody goes through what I did and to burn diet culture to the ground while I'm at it. I'm obsessed with helping women to ditch the diets, love their bodies, feel confident AF, create sustainable habits, improve their mindset and become their next level selves. So what are we waiting for? Let's do this. Hello, welcome back to another episode, to the episode that is a follow on from last week. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, make sure you go back and listen first, because I'm going to be talking about, well, I'm going to be answering some questions that you guys submitted to me about food freedom. I had 10 planned for last week and it turned into an episode that was going to be way too long. So I decided to answer the other half this week and come back for it. So yes, if you haven't heard the first five, go and listen to those. But now we're going to be talking more about some questions that you might relate to if you haven't started working on food freedom yet. And also some that are probably a bit more relevant to people who are a bit further along in their journey. So let's dive in. We did questions one to five last week. Now we're going to start with question six, which is, isn't intuitive eating unhealthy? I would just eat takeaway all of the time if I was allowed to. Oh, this one is such a big one. Here's the thing. Dieting and restricting food is the thing that's not healthy. We need to shift this narrative. We need to change the way we're perceiving these things because the side effects of dieting include things like eating disorders, mental health issues like depression and anxiety, poor body image, slowed metabolism. And there's a whole host of negative physical effects on your body that come along with dieting, that come along with restricting food. But intuitive eating, on the other hand, despite all the trolls, despite all the people in the comments who are like, that can't be healthy. That's not good for you. No way you can eat McDonald's in a healthy diet. Untrue, my friends. Research shows that intuitive eating can result in improved body satisfaction, decreased prevalence of depression, decreased eating disorder behaviors, lower maintained weight status and BMI, improved total LDL and HDL cholesterol levels, and more healthful nutrition choices. That sounds a heck of a lot healthier to me than those side effects of dieting. So if you can relate to this question, if you're thinking, yeah, but I would totally just eat takeaway 24 seven if I was allowed to. Of course you think that. I'm not remotely surprised that you think that because you think that you would eat takeaway all of the time because right now, your brain would go all out on those foods you've been restricting. 100%. If I said to you, cool, you got full permission and you gave into that straight away, you'd be going for those things you've been restricting. But once you've got full permission to eat whatever you want, whenever you want, you actually won't want to do that anymore. You will not. And I know you're probably like, yeah, okay, sure. That probably works for some people, but I really love McDonald's. Yeah, that was me too. <laughs> I was the same. I was like, oh, I'm not going to eat green things if I don't have to eat green things. If I'm allowed to eat pizza, I'm 100% going for pizza over broccoli, for example. I can tell you now, I eat broccoli a hell of a lot more than I eat pizza. Like, look at it this way. If you won a lifetime supply of McDonald's that you could access for every single meal, how long do you think it would take before you didn't want to eat another Big Mac? 
I'm going to go ahead and say that there is no way you would be going to Mickey D's for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day for the rest of your life. No way. You'd be over it. You'd drop down to the point where you're getting it maybe once a week. You're getting it maybe once a fortnight, once a month. 100% that is what would happen. Like I used to be so caught up with foods, with particular foods. I used to be so obsessed with foods. Things like, I mean, McDonald's actually, no, I was going to say, it's never really been McDonald's for me. It totally was when I was younger. Absolutely loved McDonald's. Went there all the time. But just generally, like foods in general, the things that I would obsess over. So things like pasta for me, things like potato for me. That's more, that was more my style. Anything covered in cheese. Those were the things I was going for. Those were the things that I thought I could never be, you know, allowed to eat, never control myself around. Like when I was restricting, when I was trying to not want those foods all of the time, I would sit there and look at pictures of food on my phone because I couldn't eat it. Or I had to go and unfollow every single food account so I wouldn't be tempted to go and eat different foods. I used to not watch MasterChef, which is my all-time favorite TV show and the only thing I actually want to watch on free-to-air TV because it would trigger me because I'd be like, oh, no, but if I watch it and they're making delicious food, I'm going to go and eat delicious food. So it's not like I was one of those people who just didn't really care about, you know, tasty, yummy, quote-unquote, unhealthy foods. I wasn't one of those people and now like this is easy for me because I just didn't care about that stuff. And I think that's a perception that a lot of people have that intuitive eating and food freedom only works for people who just aren't that into food, <laughs> just don't care that much about food. Not true. I was obsessed. I still love food. Food is still one of my favorite things out there. It is still one of the great joys and great pleasures in my life. So my point here is that you can move past that. When you actually have food freedom, you will move past that 100%. I will put money on it. So yes, if that's your concern, I'm telling you now, you will be fine. You will move past it. You will not want to eat McDonald's for every single meal because it just won't appeal to you that much anymore. Question number seven is how does food freedom help with binging? Because a lot of people struggle with binge eating. A lot of people struggle with emotional eating, with overeating. Probably one of the, that's one of the biggest things that people come to me for. And food freedom is my answer. Food freedom is the thing that I give them. And that can seem counterintuitive if you're thinking, yeah, but hang on, I need to eat less, not more. I'm eating way too much. I'm going ham on the foods. I need to calm down. Here's the thing. Restriction is the thing that leads to binging. Without restriction, binging generally doesn't exist. And there is nuance to this, but that's the type of thing we go into in my online program, the confidence code, because otherwise we'll be here all day, basically. So let me tell you a little bit about how this kind of cycle works. So it's all in our brain. It's all in our minds, really. I like to call our brains a bit of a drama queen. I think our brains are quite traumatic. But the thing is, your brain is trying to protect you. Your brain always wants the best for you. It's always trying to keep you safe from harm. So what happens is you go on a diet or you say, I'm not going to eat chocolate anymore. And what happens is your brain sees that the food is being taken away. And what happens is it panics. It goes into drama queen mode. So what it does is it's like, oh my God, she's taking our food away. Oh my God, we're never going to eat again. Technically, you know, you are going to eat again, but your brain doesn't feel that way. Your brain's like, "Uh uh-oh, this isn't good. We're not having enough energy. So what it does is it increases your motivation and your desire to find more food, to find more of it. And also more calorie dense foods because calories are energy. 
A calorie is a unit of energy. So your brain's looking for the things that are more calorie dense. It's going to ramp up that motivation and that desire to find things that are calorie dense. So it's not going to be like, bitch, go and eat an apple right now. It's going to be like, bitch, go and eat a Big Mac right now. That's what your brain is doing to you. It's also going to slow down your metabolism to store what you do eat. Because again, it's being dramatic. It's thinking we're never going to eat again. We're never going to get that energy. So it's like, all right, hold on to everything that we've got. And then it's going to ramp up those cravings even further. You're getting more and more and more and more of these cravings. And then eventually you give in and you overeat or you binge. Like we're talking about binging specifically here. You binge. That's what happens. Your brain gives into it. And then you're like, oh my God, what have I done? Oh, that was a bad idea. What have I done? So you restrict. You go back to the restriction. You restrict even more to make up for that binge. And the cycle continues. The cycle starts again. Again, brain sees it's being taken away. Gives you that motivation and desire to find more. Slows your metabolism, blah, 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 blah. It keeps going. It keeps going over and over and over and over. And every time you're like, what's wrong with me? Why is this happening? This is why it's happening. It's not this great big mystery. It's not this like difficult thing. It's because you're restricting. So if you just don't take away the food in the beginning, if you don't restrict, the cycle doesn't happen. The cycle cannot continue. We can't get more of that motivation and desire to get food. Our metabolism isn't going to slow down. We're not going to get more cravings. We're not going to binge because we stop the cycle at step one. So take away the restriction, which is the entire premise of food freedom and of intuitive eating, and it's not going to happen. So the other important thing here is there we're sort of talking about physical restriction, but mental restriction works the same as physical restriction, which I think so many people don't realize and they start taking away the physical restriction, but this keeps happening. A lot of the time it's because they're still mentally restricting. So if you're saying to yourself, I'll be good tomorrow, or you're feeling guilt or shame over what you're eating, that's still restriction. That still counts as restriction to your brain. Your brain cannot tell the difference between physical and mental restriction. So a really big part of food freedom is about removing that guilt and that shame around food so that you can truly make peace with it. And that cycle doesn't happen. So once we get rid of that restriction, physical and mental, it solves the binging problem for so many people. And for some people, there's more to it. Like I said, that's something we go through in the confidence code because again, we'd be here all day. But if you need help with that, please reach out to me. I would love to support you through that to work out what it is for you so that we can nip it in the bud and you don't have to binge ever again. Okay. Question number eight is I'm stuck in the overreading phase and I can't get out help. So not technically a question, but you know, most people, when they get into intuitive eating, when they get into food freedom, they have to go through a bit of an overeating phase because that's your body's natural reaction to finally being free of the restriction. Kind of like we just talked about that with that cycle with the binging, your brain's like, oh my God, we're allowed to eat whatever we want. Go. Yay. This is amazing. It's like a party. Let's do it. And you've been set free and you go for it and you just want to eat everything inside. And then basically that period of time, it will end. So once you get through it, that's when you get to more of the like balance side of things with your nutrition. Now there's no time limit on the overeating phase. It might take a couple of days, might take a couple of weeks, might take a couple of months. So don't feel like there's something wrong with you. If your journey looks different to someone else's, I'm a big believer that we need to not compare to other people because all it does is makes us feel crap. 
Now, it's really easy to get panicky if you're in this place where you feel like it's quote unquote not working because you haven't reached that natural balance yet. And that's why I think it's so, 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 so important to work with someone on this and to receive support because it can feel really difficult to get yourself out and to know what's normal and what's not and what you personally need to address, which I can tell you now as a coach, it is way easier to see this from the outside for my clients than it is for them to see it hands down all the time. They're like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. And I'm like, it's that because <laughs> I'm on the outside and I can see it, but it's really hard when you're stuck in your head. It's hard to do that for yourself. So there's a few things that I would normally address for one of my clients if they're in this situation. So it's things like, are you still mentally restricting at all? Are you feeling guilt or shame or beating yourself up about your eating habits? Cause like we just spoke about with that cycle, mental restriction works the same as physical restriction. Are you being mindful about your food choices, or are you just not giving your choices a second thought and just acting on the impulses? As soon as you think I could eat that, you go and eat it, or I could have KFC for lunch, you go and eat it. Being mindful is a really important thing. Intuitive eating is not just about switching off your brain and, you know, la la la, that's it. No, particularly in the beginning, you need to be mindful. Are you consciously changing your thoughts and beliefs around food? The mindset piece is huge. The mindset piece is like the biggest piece of the food and body puzzle. So if you're not working on your mindset, your deep thoughts, your deep beliefs, then that can be a bit of a stumbling block. And are you getting stuck in the overthinking trap and going too hard on rejecting diet culture? Now, this question, this last question here, that leads really nicely into the next question that I received from my audience. So we're going to talk about that in a little bit more detail here. And that question is, I've been working on food freedom, but I keep eating junk because if I make the quote unquote healthy choice, then I must be restricting. How do I find the balance? Now, I see this a lot. People are so careful about rejecting diet culture and not restricting themselves that they lump anything healthy under the diet culture umbrella. Salad, diet culture. Choosing vegetables over KFC, diet culture exercising, even though your bed feels snuggly and you want to stay in it, diet culture, eating fruit and yogurt as your snack instead of Oreos, diet culture. Not everything is diet culture. Making healthy choices isn't necessarily diet culture. And I did this too. I rejected it so hard in the beginning that I refused to let anything green within a 500 meter radius of me. But our bodies actually want green things. Our bodies actually want vegetables and fruit and movement, all of those types of things. Food freedom doesn't just involve always eating what your taste buds want. It involves listening to your body as a whole and giving it what it wants and what it needs. So that includes nutrient-dense foods and the healthy options. So when you start bringing in a bit more gentle nutrition later in the journey, this can come up a bit. So for example, this is a bit of a conversation that many of my clients have told me that they've had in their heads, bit of a variation of this. They think to themselves, I need lunch. Oh, there's a KFC drive-thru. I could get that. Actually, no, I have that chicken salad that I made in the fridge at home. I'll just have that. But wait, I also wanted KFC. So am I denying myself if I don't get KFC? Am I restricting if I eat the chicken salad because it's the better choice? I better get the KFC. Then they get the KFC, they eat it, and they don't even enjoy it that much because it's not what they truly wanted. Like, sure, maybe it's still yum. I'm not saying they're going to eat and be like, ugh, disgusting. No, it's probably still yum, but it's not as satisfying or like a big full body heck yes, because it wasn't the choice that felt best in their body at that moment. 
So if you're in a situation where you're not sure whether you're making a choice for restrictive reasons or for a, you know, body slash health and well-being reason, ask yourself, if I had to, absolutely had to gun to my head, have the KFC right now instead of the chicken salad, how would I feel? If the answer is guilty or anything like that, you're probably making that choice for a restrictive reason. But if the answer is like, whatever, I'd eat the KFC or, you know, not as satisfied, but it's not the end of the world, then you're fine. You're just making a choice that's good for your body right now. So the balance comes naturally once you start trusting your body and truly listening to it. So I know for a lot of my clients, this comes down to trust, trusting themselves, trusting their body, which is hard to do because diets teach us not to trust ourselves, not to trust our bodies. It's literally the opposite. So this can be one of those really big kind of unlearning processes and really deep mindset work here on learning to trust yourself on knowing that you know what is right for you in that moment. You know what's going to make you feel good because you've got all of this data from your journey where you've recognized that having KFC every day for lunch actually doesn't make me feel good. You know, maybe I have the chicken salad four days a week and the KFC one day a week and that's what makes me feel good. And my final question, question number 10 is how do you know when you found food freedom? I'm going to give a really annoying answer to this. It's going to be personal. You probably won't realize it when it's happening. It'll only be looking back when you see how far you've come that you truly feel like you're getting it. And also like, I hate saying this, it sounds so wanky, but it's not a destination. It's a journey. Gross. I hate that. I hate that saying, but it's perfect for this. So I'm sorry I'm saying it. You'll have times where you make choices that don't truly align with what feels best for your body right then. Like maybe where you eat past the point of comfortable fullness or where you eat takeaway twice in a day when your body really just wanted some vegetables or when you eat emotionally, but they don't mean that you're moving backwards or that you're not there yet because there's no rules. So therefore there's no failing. So celebrate every little win along the way. Take note of the progress that you're making and you'll start to feel like you're getting it. And I also, I think that if you're questioning whether you're there yet, you already are. You're there. So that's it. That's the final five questions of the 10 main ones that I received. I hope that this was helpful. If you've got any more questions about food freedom or anything else, obviously, DM me on Instagram. I would love to chat to you. If you're ready to take that step and actually find freedom and actually start to become an intuitive eater and have a great relationship with your body, book in a free mini coaching session with me. The link is in the show notes and I would love to help get you there.